Let's take our Bibles together to several places. How about uh, we'll start in 1 Timothy. Simple message tonight, but nevertheless an important one. First Timothy chapter four. The Bible says in verse number thirteen, till I come, give attendance to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. Paul told Timothy he wanted to come, he was hoping to come to him shortly in chapter three, verse fourteen. And until he got there, he wanted him to continue to give attendance to certain things. And one of it, one of those things was reading, the exhortation to doctrine. I think we could even live by that verse and say, well, till Jesus comes, that we need to do the same. This is a commandment for the church. And so I want to speak just for a short while about give attendance to reading. And I think it's appropriate this first day of the year. And turn back with me a couple of pages to 1 Thessalonians 5. First Thessalonians 5. The Bible says in verse number 27, I charge you. Now, now that, that's a serious thing. That's not a take it or leave it thing. That's a charge. I charge you by the Lord that this epistle be read unto all the holy brethren. Another commandment, another charge about reading. Colossians chapter 4, back a few more pages. Colossians chapter 4. The Bible says in Colossians 4 and verse 16. And when this epistle is read among you, cause that it be read also in the church of the Laodiceans, and that ye likewise read the epistle from Laodicea. So there is a command, a charge to privately read, and there is a command, a charge to publicly read the scriptures. And then one more before we pray and ask the Lord's help in this message, Revelation chapter 1. Revelation chapter 1. The Bible says in verse number 3, Blessed is he that readeth, and they that hear the words of this prophecy, and keep those things which are written therein, for the time is at hand. Notice the compound blessing here. There's a blessing for someone that reads. There's a blessing for someone that hears. There's a blessing for someone that keeps those things that are written. If you want to be faithful to God, if you want to be blessed by God, you need to read His Word. This verse says you'll get a blessing from God just by reading them. 
You'll get another blessing if you'll keep them, but you'll get a blessing just for reading them. So if anybody here wants a blessing, then you need to give attendance to reading. You know, the things of God today have gotten so strange to this generation. I mean, you know, people, even common decency is something you can't take for granted anymore. It's, even if somebody is just common and normal, then it's, it's way out of line or, or, or very hard to find these days. To find godly music, just normal good music, it's hard to find. To find somebody dressing like a Christian or living like a Christian, it's hard to find. But the reason all that's hard to find is because this generation is so estranged from the things of God that even the simplest things that God expects from us, people have departed from. Just the easy things. Not the hard things, the easy things. And one of the easiest things you can do as a Christian is read the Bible. And when reading the Bible has gotten to be a thing that is not common, then you have all these other things happen in society that aren't common either. The reason that we have the country we have is because we used to have a country where people read the Bible, even if they weren't even saved. I'll never forget reading the biography of um, uh, Douglas MacArthur. I don't really think probably he was saved. Uh, but, you know, I don't know if he was or not, but... MacArthur said, you know, he, he got up even in the, in the heat of battle. He got up every day and opened the Bible to read a page out of the Bible. When he got the call about the Philippines going to be attacked, first thing he did, he got up and he, and he read a page of the Word of God. And he wasn't a Baptist. I don't even know if he's a saved man, but he had such respect and reverence for the Bible that he, he wanted God to talk to him before he started making a lot of decisions in that day. And... It's so strange now. I mean, people can even go to church now and never hear a verse in the Bible read. Or they can go to a Sunday school class and, and, you know, it might be a lot of things, but it has nothing to do with the Bible. And all that's sad, but it's, it's, it's more sad that people that name the name of Christ, that, that we can go through our week and there's no Bible there. We live in a generation of non-readers. Now, when I was growing up, I used to hear people say that when I was a kid, and I thought, and now I'm saying it. You had the, you had the three R's, right? Reading, writing. I don't. Somebody got mixed up there with the R, but <laughs> reading, writing, and arithmetic got messed up there too. But that's what school used to be about. I have no idea what it's about now. I got an idea, but that's what it used to be about. We, we want our kids to know how to read. We want them to know how to write. I remember having to take handwriting class. My sake, somebody needs to introduce that class back into America. You can't read anything. But you know what? Listen, people don't write anymore. That's not writing. I don't even know if they know how to write. If they had to sign their name, what's that? We used to not only have to print, we had to do, we had to do cursive. That was part of class. You remember all that? We learned to read. We learned to write, and we learned to do math. 
And now people don't even have to do math. They can work at a cash register and just look at the numbers and say, okay, give them this, this. I've even been in the checkout lane and somebody just held out their hand. You just take it because I don't know how to count it. That's the world we live in. Now, you say, well, what's sad? How stupid? How No, no. here's the problem with all that. You know that God, since reading is a way that we learn, do you know God expects us to learn about him through reading? That's how we learn. That's how God communicates with us. That, that's, he gave us a book, you know, people that are atheists and they don't believe there's a God. God is so interested in us that he, he put everything in a book because that's how we communicate with one another. We communicate with one another through words. So God communicates with us through words. Reading is a way people learn. I believe God expects every man, every person to learn how to read. And if you can't read, then there's a place in the Bible where people will read to you. So if you're not, if you're not reading, then you're being read to. Reading is a way of learning. You know what, though, we have in our society, people don't read anything. It's not just the Bible we have a problem with. People don't, people don't read anything. They don't, they, don't, they don't read the newspaper. They don't read books. They don't read anything. We're in a generation of non-readers. Here's what people do in our generation. They watch. They watch pictures. God didn't say give attendance to watching the pictures. He didn't say play the movie. He said Read. So what I'm trying to say is when you get a, we have a generation that's so far removed from even knowing how to read or reading or out of the habit of reading. And then you talk to somebody about reading the Bible and reading on a consistent basis and a habitual basis when they don't read anything in the first place. It's very hard for us to be where God wants us to be in this kind of society, in this kind of generation. Reading is a way to learn. Reading is a way also through words to communicate with others. As you read, you can learn how to, you learn how vocabulary works. You learn how to interact back and forth. You do that through reading. You know, we have a, we have a spoken vocabulary and we have a, a literacy uh, vocabulary of reading. And, and a lot of times people read words, they understand words that they don't actually use in their spoken language. But what's true is if you don't read and have more vocabulary words in your brain, then they can't come out your mouth when you communicate with people. You say, what's that got to do with anything? Well, it's got a lot to do with anything. We not only live in a generation that is not learning and not learning from God, we live in a generation that does not know how to communicate. They, they, they don't know how to communicate with somebody else. I think that's a problem of, of a generation that doesn't read. When you're in front of a screen all the time, then it, there's a problem with you being able to communicate with words with somebody else. I really believe, I, I believe, and I, I get on to people about this. I say, call them. I don't want to call them. 
What do you want to do? I want to text them. You know why you want to text people? Because you don't want to talk to them. That's true. And I'm not saying texting is a sin or wrong. I'm just saying, if we're not careful, we'll be so handicapped we can't talk to people. And I think we have a generation that doesn't know how to talk to people. They don't know how to sit down and have a conversation. And I think, you know, one of the reasons? Because they don't read. When you have been trained to just do this, you don't know how to talk to anybody. And that's the danger of putting, letting, putting a child in front of a screen or putting in front of a video game all the time. They'll grow up handicapped not being able to communicate. But, you know, whether they're handicapped in their personality with people is one thing. But when they're handicapped, listen to me now, listen to me. When they're handicapped to how they don't know how to talk to God. It's one thing if you don't know how to talk to your friends or talk to, 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 to visitors in the church. It's another thing when you don't even know how to talk to God back and forth. I think reading helps all that. Matter of fact, I think prayer and Bible reading almost goes hand in hand. You probably don't have a good prayer life if you don't have a good Bible reading life. Because you probably don't know what to say to him. You probably don't know how to talk to him. You probably don't have the vocabulary to do that. So reading is a way that human beings learn. Reading is a way that teaches them skills of communication. And so we live in a generation where people don't read. So when you get up, like I'm getting up tonight, and talking about reading the Bible, there's some things we're going to have to overcome. It's going to be hard because this is the problem. The reason that people don't read is because it's boring. Whether it's... You know, I remember, I remember being in school, and they, they, you know, they made me read Shakespeare. I, I didn't like that. But then I got to read Jules Verne, and I got, I perked up. Do y'all not, did I just, do people not know who Jules Verne is? Science fiction. And I, I perked up because, wow, this is exciting. But I got to read something that was, But you know what? Today, people don't read because it's boring, period. Because they are trained not to read. They're trained to be entertained. And the reason that we have a problem in our generation reading the Bible is because we're used to entertainment. And so it is something we've got to overcome in our own personality. It's dull. It's boring. It's black and white. It's just word after word and paragraph after You know people used to read the Bible as something fun to do? You know the guys that, that translated this Bible? This is the truth. The guy, the 54 learned men that put your King James Bible together, you know what they would do for a hobby? They would go to the library and read for nine hours, standing up. And that was fun. You know why? Because they didn't have Candy Crush. And they didn't have Marvel movies. And they didn't have Xbox and X-Men and X-Factor and X-whatever else. And reading was something to do that was profitable. 
and helpful. But now it's like reading the Bible. Why does God have to be so boring? No, why does our generation have to be so dumb? There's nothing wrong with the pattern. There's something wrong with the generation. Guys, you know that. Sticking those kids in front of a tube to babysit them makes them a zombie. It's not helpful. It causes them to, when they really have to start reading, instead of being excited, instead of being, oh, I'm going to read the Bible today, it's like, oh, this is so dull, this is so boring. Entertainment has numbed us so bad. Guys, when I was growing up, I, I heard preaching that wasn't even like well, that I do. I, I heard preachers that were boring. And I hate boring preaching. You, you can't preach. You can't be a boring preacher today, even if you're right. You've got to raise your voice, run around, jump on the pew, tell a joke. And I don't do that. I don't do the joke very well. I can jump around and yell. But I, I don't do the joke. But why? Because if people can't even read the Bible, how are they going to approach going through the Bible? You know, the average church would think preaching through the Bible verse by verse was the most boring, unprofitable thing in the world to do. Oh, my God, the next verse. Tell a story. No, that's been our problem. <laughs> just because we got a problem society don't mean we just chunk the pattern. There's nothing wrong with the pattern. He says, give attendance to reading because even though you're in a generation, it's going to be hard for you to get over that hump. All of us. That's why when we were in Nehemiah, we talked about him reading the Bible hours and hours and hours on the street. It was like, how in the world can they do that? Because reading was something good then, not now. Probably... I know I know people, the, the, the smartest people that I've ever read after were people that read like a book a day. I don't do that because I'm a product of a bad generation, but I do read in a book every day. So when he tells us to give attendance to reading, we've got something to overcome automatically. It is not going to be easy for you. And if you're only going to do things easy for you, you're in trouble. Okay, so let's go back to our text because this is not going to be a long message. But he says in our text in 1 Timothy chapter 4 and verse number 13, he says, give, what's that next word? Give attendance. Give attendance to reading. He didn't just say read. He said give attendance to reading. I started thinking about that. In the old 1828 dictionary, the Bible says attendance means attention, means to regard it. It's a careful application of the mind. Sometimes, you know, in weddings, they have attendance. That, that's people that are waiting or serving or others are serving in the wedding. Also, when I think of attendance, you know what I, I can't help but think about? I think about school. That's what I think. Attendance also means to be present. When I think of attendance, I, th- I can't help it because I'm a pastor. I think about your church attendance. 
I remember growing up, you know, where they'd, they'd give little little buttons and little, I don't even remember what, what all, you know, little change and stuff about how many times if you were, were there in Sunday school. I don't remember what all that was. But I remember get, getting something or, or getting an acknowledgement of how my attendance, you know, we don't keep attendance anymore. <laughs> when the last time you went to Sunday school class and guy said, all right, you've been here 20 out of 50 Sundays. You probably you probably wouldn't even appreciate that. Matter of fact, we've got we got we got some people that miss church and they don't even know how much they miss. <laughs> you know why? They're not keeping attendance. Now, in school, if you miss so many days, you flunk. You're a flunky. <laughs> I remember that. You were truant. If you missed. Now, I don't know if they I never did that. I skipped school a couple times and all that, you know, but I, I don't. Sorry, Mom, you didn't know that about that. I, <laughs> I just went fishing, Mom. <laughs> but anyway, uh, but I knew people that, that I don't know what truants. I don't know if they put you in jail or put your parents in jail. I just know it wasn't a good thing to miss your attendance. So when we talk about your attendance, we could talk about your church attendance, but this is what I want. I want to talk about your reading attendance. How have you done with your attendance record of reading? Are, 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 we, are we sort of in the ballpark here? Give attendance to reading. Okay, attendance. There's that day. There's this day. There's another day. All right, I got six days. That's attendance. Or... Oops, I skipped school that day. I went fishing that. Anybody with me? And what you're going to have, what's going to happen is you're going to hurt yourself if you don't give attendance to reading. You, you, you're going to miss out on some things. And I think God keeps record. I think God keeps your attendance, your reading attendance. What if when we get to heaven, God says, you know, this is how much you read my Bible. How many days? <laughs> I'm not going to ask you. You know, here's the thing. We don't keep attendance when, with our Bible reading. That's what we give these for. <laughs> I want you to do Bible reading attendance. So if I ask you, how many days did you miss last year? What would your attendance record be like? You know, growing up in the Independent Baptist Church, we made much of going to church, but I don't know that we made enough of reading the Bible regularly. There have been saved people that grew up that never read their Bible through. I remember hearing a story of a guy that was... Uh, interviewing to be a pastor and before or excuse me there on an ordination council and before they got to the end of the ordination one of the men and you know ordination is not you know not somebody trying to trip you up but a guy said he said i just got one question for you. he didn't know the guy they're they talking to ordain he said I just got one question for you this is a young guy he's sitting there, he said what's that he said have you ever read your bible all the way through and the guy put his head down let me ask you a question how are you going to ordain a man to preach that's never even read his bible through Oh, I got another story for you. I got a, a pastor that was in an independent Baptist church. This was back in the 
in the late seventies, and uh, they didn't have any deacons. He set these men down, and, and that, or excuse me, he, he inherited this church, and he had these deacons here, and he's going to figure out about how the church was going to do deacons. And he went to these men, and he says, "So you're a deacon? Are you qualified?" And they said, "Yeah, yeah." You know. He asked the question. He asked this question to one of the deacons. He said, "Have you ever read your Bible through?" The guy put his hand down. Well, let me ask you a question. How in the world can you be counted on to be a leader if you can't even read your Bible through? You know, our Sunday school teachers, if if we had somebody that wasn't faithful in their attendance to church, they don't really need to be a teacher. Now, that's not being cruel. That's That's just common sense. Is that not common sense? But what if we said we don't want anybody being a teacher that's not faithful in their reading attendance? Are you saved? Have you ever read your Bible all the way through? And that's just one time. Do you read it through every year? Do you read it consistently? What is your attendance record like? He said to Timothy, give attendance to reading. You don't have to be the sharpest guy in the world. You don't have to be the most spiritual woman in the church. You don't have to be the greatest teenager in the youth group. All you have to do is read the Bible. Anybody can do that. But everybody doesn't do that. So how many days have you missed? The next thing I want to say, this is a commandment, the commanded necessity of reading the Bible. Give attendance to reading till I come. This is what you want you to do. It's a commandment, not not a suggestion. And this is what this is what I, I, I believe the Lord wants me to say to you tonight. If you don't read the Bible regularly, you're backslidden. If you don't regularly read the Bible, you're you're not right with the Lord. And I'll show you that just in a second. Because I think a lot of times we fool ourselves with it. Well, you know, I don't don't smoke dope. (laughs) I don't go to cocktail parties. I don't cuss out people. I don't (laughs) hurt anybody. I go to church. I'm right with God. No, not necessarily. I really believe if you don't faithfully read your Bible that, that you're backslidden. You're not in fellowship with the Lord. Now, I, I, having said that, for all the hyper-spiritual people, there are people that read their Bible and they're still not right with God. It, it's not like a little button you get, all right, I read it, I'm spiritual now. It, it, it's not. Go- I'm just saying to be spiritual, to be right with God, you can't ignore the reading of your Bible. And you know what that means? That means that there are multitudes of saved people that are totally out of fellowship with God because they haven't cracked their Bible in so long. Guys, I'm your pastor. I don't read the Bible because I know I have to preach to you. I read the Bible because I want to be right with God when I preach to you. 
I don't want you to have a backslidden pastor. So it's, it doesn't matter if you've been saved. Here's the problem. I've been saved 50 years. If you don't, look, you are only as right with God as you are today. It's not, you don't get brownie points for 20 years and, well, I read the Bible through when I was young. No, it don't work that way. You get backslidden that quick. We go from like Peter did, thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God, to get thee behind me, Satan, to the same guy. So, you say, preacher, why, why, why are you pushing about reading the Bible? Because I want you to be right with God. I, I don't believe you can be if you don't read your Bible. And if you're not in fellowship with God, you're not going to know what to do. And it's important for you to speak to God. That's prayer. It's important for you to do that. Let me ask you, let me ask you a question. If you had to choose, that, that we don't want you to choose. But if you had to choose... Do you think it's more important for you to talk to God or for God to talk to you? Now, I, I don't want you to choose. Because you talking to God does something to your heart. It's not just you trying to help God out and communicate with God about something He needs to know. <laughs> He'll probably be fine if you never talk to Him the rest of your life. You won't be, but He will. He won't, be, he won't sit up there and sulk and say, why are they not talking to me? He can handle it. You, you can't, but he can. Now, this question, as important as praying is, and you telling God what you need to tell God, how important do you think it is for God to talk to you? And we have spent days and days and days where God has not talked to us. You say, preacher, can God speak outside of the Bible? I'll shock the, the Bible people. Yes, he can speak outside of the Bible. He, speaks, he can speak through his spirit. But you know what he'll say to you? You know what his spirit will say to you? Go read your Bible. <laughs> Amen. Does the Holy Ghost speak? Absolutely. But I guarantee if you're listening strong enough, he'll tell you to go read the Bible. God went through a whole lot to get us this book. You say, well, I've read it before. Oh, man. I don't know how many times I've been through this book. I've got it listed in front of my Bible. I, I make a check mark every year. I, it, it, it was in my 20s when I started, so you can do the math. But as I get on up into the 30s and the 40 time reading through the Bible, I'm never amazed. I'll open this book and I'll read something I've read 40 times, and I'll go, wow. You know why? This Bible is alive. The Spirit of God is in this book. It's not like a novel that you can get it down and then it's over with. It's a living book. You said, Preacher, I tried that and then I miss. It's okay. Don't, you said, Preacher, you've done, you've done preached about a tennis reading and my tennis isn't very good and I miss reading my Bible. Well, here, here's what the devil will do. The devil will say, see, you didn't read your Bible again. You, you can't do this. Just forget it. That's like confession of sin. Well, I confessed this five times already. And the devil says, what's the purpose you keep confessing this? You do it over and over again. Just, just forget about it. This is a joke. No, it's not a joke. Just like taking a bath every day is not a joke. 
you have to keep doing it. Well, I missed. I went three days without reading my Bible. Well, it's all right. Get in there and read it again. It's not going anywhere. Well, what's the use? I won't do it. You're you're listening to the devil. Sure you can do it. (laughs) That. A day. Well, you know, the day started off. I know I've had days like that. Reading your Bible is something you've got to work at. And sometimes you'll fail, but you've got to work at it. It's like your marriage, okay? You've got to work at your marriage. Who would testify to that? Well, there's a few honest people. You've got to work at your... You don't just say, oh, I, just, I just can't do it. No, that's not... You've got to work at it. It's like your job. You've got to work at your job. It always doesn't come easy. Guys, the things of God doesn't come easy. It's not just going to be, you wake up every morning and you're spiritual. No, you wake up every morning and you're not. But you need to work at it because you don't want to stay that way. So I always don't feel like reading it. Well, do it anyway. You may not always feel, you're telling your wife you love her, your husband you love her, but you need to do it anyway. You may not feel like hugging your kid, but do it anyway. may not feel like correcting him and disciplining him, but you need to do it anyway. You do what you feel like doing and you're in big, big trouble. And that's what happened. We get up and we, we're almost practicing charismatics. Well, I just have to feel the Spirit. It don't work that way. No, you get up and you open the book and you read it because God told you to read it. And I'll say this, you don't have to measure it by somebody else. I remember as a young preacher, I got real convicted early, early. And I thank the Lord for it. But Brother Gip got up and preached about how he read through his Bible like a hundred times a year. I don't even know what it was. It was something crazy. By the way, he's going to be here this year. He preached for us. But uh, every 45 days, Brother Gip read his Bible through the whole thing, <laughs> cover to cover, except for the names at the end. He, he read the concordance. He read everything else. Every 45 days. Brother James used to read like that, but he's got old. He don't do that anymore. You know what? I said, man, I'm going to read the Bible too. I can't do that every 45 days. I can't. I tried it. This is not working. But I can do that. I can do that. If you've got a sixth grade education, you can do that. If you're a slow reader, you can do that. But you have to work at it. So why do I say you're not right with the Lord if you don't read your Bible? Well, because the Bible says... That this is our cleansing. Jesus said in John 15, 3, Now ye are clean through the word that I have spoken unto you. 
John 17, 17, Jesus said, sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. And when you don't get in the Bible every day, you miss a bath. And you miss out on God sanctifying you. The Bible says in Ephesians 5, 26, he talks about sanctifying the church, that he might sanctify it by the washing of the water by the word. The word of God cleans us. Matter of fact, you're in 1 Timothy 4. Watch this. You know how powerful the Bible is? You know how powerful it can make things clean? Watch this here. He says in 1 Timothy chapter 4, he says in verse 3, forbidding to marry, commanding to abstain from meats which God hath created to be received with thanksgiving of them which believe and know the truth. Watch verse 4. For every creature of God is good and nothing to be refused if it be received with thanksgiving for it is sanctified by the word of God and prayer. You know what the Bible says? The word of God is so powerful that you can take any animal, any dirty animal, and you can read the Bible and pray and thank God for that animal and eat it and you'll be just fine. You know, I don't believe we believe that. You know what I think we do as Southerners? We pray over our food because we're supposed to do that. What if you lived in the New Testament and you're saying, man, we need to pray over this food. <laughs> we need to buy, we need to quote scripture over this food. I tell you what, I've been on mission trips and I've done that. Even if I couldn't remember any other verse, but Jesus wept, I'm saying it over that food. I believe the Bible is so powerful that it sanctifies food. Let me ask you a question. If it can sanctify a dirty hog and you put it in your mouth and eat it, or a chicken, people give hogs a bad rap of them chickens. Well, let's move on. God says, just pray over that chicken, eat it. And quote scripture up because the word of God will make it clean, will sanctify it. Amen. Thank God. If it can do that to a pig or a cow or a hog or a grasshopper, what do you think it could do to your brain? You know why I read the Bible every day? Because I need a bath. That's why I say you can't be right with God without reading the Bible. You know what? You're, you're, not, you're not contacting the water. You're not, getting, you're not contacting the place of sanctification. You're not letting God clean you. You know what I believe? I believe you can read the Bible and God will wash your brain, wash your brain, and you not even know it. He can clean you up just while you're reading it. Scrubbing on you. Now, if you've got a bad heart, okay, there's exceptions to that. If you're an atheist or you're reading it just to prove the preacher's wrong and you're reading it. <laughs> but if you've got a right motive and you're reading it, I think even if I'm talking about over here, amen, the children of Pahath, Moab, of the children of Jeshua and Joab, 2,812, the children of Elam, 1,254, the children of Zetu, 945, who cares? I care because I want him to clean me. It's not just John 3.16 and Psalm 23 that washes you. It's the Word. And I'm telling you, you get up and read, God will bathe you. Yeah, he'll, he'll get you in fellowship with Him just reading the Bible. I've said it before. If you won't read the Bible 
for any other reason. Read it for the rest of us that have to live around you. Isn't that good? Because Brother Roloff always said, keep in touch with Jesus and he'll keep you sweet. You know what I've noticed? I am so cranky if I don't read the Bible. I am so backslidden and mean. Y'all don't see that. But I'm telling you, it's there. I have to go, I have to get get that Bible and say, God, I, I need a bath. I'm just mean. Amen. And some of you haven't had a bath in a while. You would not think of getting up every day and go a whole week without taking a bath. You go to bed with your husband or wife after a week of not bathing. Why don't you get on there and find that soap and water? No, baby, let me hug up to you. You need a bath. You need to take a... Sh- Is that right? That's just practical. Well, you know what you do, we do spiritually? We don't read the Bible for a week, and we stink, and we smell, and no wonder we don't have good... It's your cleansing. I don't even know, maybe, I'm not sure that you can even get into sin very deeply, faithfully reading the Bible. I'm not saying you can't sin because we all do. I'm just saying if you're a faithful Bible reader every day, you know what I believe? This book just keeps you from sin. There's just something about it. Matter of fact, I bet there never was a man who committed adultery on his wife that was reading his Bible every day. Is that, is that easy enough? Is that simple enough? I bet there never was a woman who went out and said, I'm going to go to the bar tonight that was le- reading her Bible every day. You know, it, it just always happens. We quit reading it and the sin creeps in. They can't exist together. Sin will keep you from the book, or the book will keep you from sin. That's what they always said. I heard as a young man. You can't be right with God if you don't read the Bible regularly because it's your cleansing. It keeps you pure. It's also your food. Jesus said, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Jeremiah said in Jeremiah fifteen sixteen, He said, Thy words were found, and I did eat them. They were the joy and rejoicing of his heart. They were his food. Job said this. Job 23, 12. He said, I esteemed the words of thy mouth more than my necessary food. Your Bible is your food. How many days do you go without eating physical food? Well, why do we have to do it every day? You eat food every day. I had a teacher that taught us, he said, you need to have in your, your life this little principle. No Bible, no breakfast. If you don't read your Bible, you just don't eat. Well, that didn't work too well for me because I don't eat breakfast. But if you say no Bible, no breakfast, no lunch, no supper, then we're going to have a problem. Because there's something about this carcass right here. I always find a place to eat something. Because that hunger starts going. And I may skip a meal or two, but after a while, boy, it's working on me, and I'm going to find something. Why aren't we that way with God? 
if this is our food, how can you go day after day without eating food and not getting hungry? God, i got to have something from you. I, I need some food. He says it's more to be esteemed than my necessary food. Than the food that I've got to have to live. Me reading the Bible is more important than the food I need to live. So if it's that important, how could I be how could I possibly be right with God if I'm not even eating the food, the spiritual food that God's given to me? I'd say probably there's one or two reasons that people don't read the Bible. They have no desire for it because they have no, they're, they're not saved. Lost people are never going to have a desire to read the Bible. It's not in their nature. So there's one or two reasons that that we have a problem. People have a problem reading their Bible. They're not saved, or they're backslidden. That's it. Something wrong with me because it's my food. Well, I serve the Lord and try to do right and been saved a long time. You need to eat every day still. Or you, you'll, you'll wear away to nothing. And that's what's happening. I pray you, I, I come to church to get my Bible. I don't think you eat once a week. I don't think you eat twice a week. Most of us, we eat several times a day. Is that not right? Can't be right with God if I'm not a Bible reader because it's my cleansing, it's my food. And then it's my perspective for my mind. I can't think right without it. I can't get through life thinking right without it. Jesus said, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. He said, the words that I speak, they are spirit, they're life. The Bible tells us to comfort one another with these words. And what I'm trying to tell you, the devil will do whatever is necessary to keep you from reading your, this Bible because it's your comfort. It's something that is eternal. It's something that's alive. It's something that'll make your mind think correctly. It'll give you the right perspective. Go to Second Peter. I'm about finished. Second Peter chapter 3. You know that, that verse in Philippians, it's a great verse. It says, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are lovely, good report, virtue, praise, all that. Think on these things. You know, all that's in the Bible. All the things you need to think about are in the Bible. i tell you one thing. If you keep reading that news and quit reading your Bible, you're going to be in a lot worse condition after this year's over. And if you keep listening to your friends instead of reading the Bible, your brain's going to be all fried. We can't be right with God without reading the Bible because it makes our mind thinks about what God wants us to think about. It gives us the perspective that we need to live. He says in 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse number 1, This second epistle, beloved, I now write unto you, and both which I stir up your pure minds by way of remembrance, that you may be mindful of, of the words which were spoken before by the holy prophets and of the commandment of us, the apostles of the Lord and Savior, knowing this first, that there shall come in the last days 
scoffers walking there after their own lust. And he gives all this truth about how terrible the last days are. But you know what he says? He doesn't say that we're to change society. He doesn't say that we're supposed to go build bunkers and go hide. He says this is what you need to do in the last days. You need to fill your mind with the words of God. Because if, you don't, if you're not mindful of the words which are spoken by the holy prophets of the apostles of the Lord and Savior, when all this stuff in the last days come and you're not going to think straight and you're not going to know how to process anything in life, there's something about reading the Bible that gives you the right perspective. It keeps your mind on God. It keeps your mind on eternity. It keeps your mind on the things of God. It puts your mind on Jesus. It puts your mind on things that are lovely and true and of good report and if all of our lives are just day after day filled with all this stuff instead of consuming the Bible for the perspective of my mind I can't be walking in peace if my mind isn't stayed on Him and my mind not stayed on Him if I'm not in His book I don't think right unique and I'm telling you you you're not going to be right with God if you don't read this Bible because you won't think right You won't think the way God wants you to think. So, how's your attendance going to be this year? I never forget, there's a dear man I pastored in Virginia. He wasn't the best Christian in my church at all. I could tell you things about him and you'd say, man, he he was the worst church member you ever had. But I'm not going to tell you those things. I'll tell you this about this man. He was a nominal Christian. I preached up there in Virginia about the importance of reading the Bible. He got under such conviction. He never even told me. He got under such conviction about the necessity that he needed to read the Bible. He, he, didn't, he didn't go on soul winning. He but he said, you know what? I don't know how to teach a class. I'm probably not a very good Christian. But I know one thing I can do. I can wake up every day and I can read the Bible a little bit. When I resigned up there and went to the mission field, he he came up to me, and I didn't even know this. He put his hand in mine, and he started crying. And he said, I may not have been the best church member you've ever had, but I want you to know that God used you to change my life because way back there so many years ago, you preached to me about how I need to read the Bible every day. And by the grace of God, I've read my Bible through for 10 years. And I can't tell you what it's done for my life. And I just want to thank you. He just went home to be with the Lord a few months ago. And his wife sent us a nice note. And maybe that man couldn't do what others could do. But he could open this every day. And just read. do it again tomorrow give attendance to reading preacher what does my wife need what does my husband need what do my children need maybe just for you to start reading your bible preacher what what do I need to help in my life I'm not saying opening your bible will fix everything but it'll probably fix more things than you think it will 
because so many people that say it don't work, I don't think their attendance record is probably as good as they think it is. Give attendance to reading.